just not knowing what to expect. You always see uh, a partnership is like a marriage. It's easy to get in, hard to get out. I know we, we have great experience, both management and construction-wise, have a great signature, but it's just real hesitant right now. Plus, we want to be hands-on, and our market is so inflated. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back. It's your host, Adam, Triple A Adams, the win-win maker, and I'm here to help you take your business to the next level. And today we're going to do that because we have Eric Dowd on the show. One of my favorite things about Eric is this is the first show that he's going to be on. So for all of you podcasters that are listening and you want to have a really good person on your show, uh, that's Eric. And you're going to see why. I'm actually going to have this episode published, not just to the Creative Real Estate Podcast, but also to the Apartment Investing Show. And I'll tell you a bit about why as I give you the background for Eric right now. Eric spent 20 years in the Navy. So Eric, first off, thank you for your service. Thank you. Also, uh, one cool thing is he and his wife, they manage properties. So if you want somebody who understands the ins and outs of not only running a brokerage, buying and selling houses, but also managing properties inside and out, Eric has had a portfolio of of his own. He just sold a multifamily, uh, I guess it was this week. So he's down to 29 units that he owns himself, but he will be building back up again. He's got single family and multifamily, which means we might talk a little bit about what's the difference between single and multi and why is Eric now doing multifamily. Uh, Additionally, he's got these two sixplexes that I hope we get into. One sixplex he purchased from a seller and he put 25% down and let a bank carry the 75. But the cool thing is he had the seller carry 100% of the second sixplex. So hopefully we can get into that. We'll also get into his first deal ever, which was in 1999, back before some of us were born and before most of us were investing. He was already doing a house hack before you ever even heard of Bigger Pockets or Brandon Turner. Take him back to 2000, uh, 1999, even before 2000, and he he purchased a three bedroom house. And he got a couple of his friends to kind of move into that house with him. And maybe we'll be able to talk about some of the numbers with that. So, Eric, without further ado, I just want to say welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And my listener will probably recognize that I'm not using the same microphone that I typically use. And so first, Mr. or Miss Listener. I want to apologize that the audio quality today is going to be a little bit different, but I know that we're still going to bring a ton of value to you. And so if you don't mind, let us get on with the show. And on the next episode, it'll be with my professional mic and you can, you can feel at peace again, but I know that this is important and you're going to get value because Eric's got a few stories that resonate with you. And let's start by taking us all the way back to 1999 with that first house hack. If he never heard of a house hack, how did he even think of doing this? Bigger Pockets wasn't around. Brandon Turner wasn't around. 
So Eric, tell us a little bit about why in 1999 you purchased a property and you decided that you're going to just rent it out to your friends automatically, especially if you'd never heard of it before. Um, so I grew up in, uh, in California area um, around rentals. Uh, my parents had rental property um, as I was growing up. We actually built them from the, uh, the ground up. So I've been around the construction and the uh, rental market my whole entire life. Got stationed in uh, Norfolk, Virginia, my first tour. And uh, I knew I had the opportunity to stay here uh, somewhat long term. And uh, got back from a deployment. We were living in an apartment and the conditions sucked. So went out searching for a house and to get uh, kind of to the numbers, we were paying about $700 in rent for a three bedroom apartment at the time. And houses at that time were about 80, 80 to 100,000. And I bought a little three bedroom, two bath ranch for 83,000. Uh, mortgage payment was uh, approximately about 650 and kept both the roommates, paid out the lease and kept both roommates, moved them in, charged them 350 a piece and live for free. Awesome. Awesome. That is really, really cool. How long did you live there, Eric? I lived there about two and a half years. Um, met my wife during that time and she already had a house. She didn't like mine. I didn't like hers. So the same, uh, same month we got married, we bought a complete fixer upper, <laughs> bought the house and had about a week before our, uh, wedding and honeymoon to get a bathroom serviceable, <laughs> got that done, had our wedding, had our honeymoon and came home to this house that we had to completely remodel at that time. Good stuff. This was maybe 2001, 2000, almost 2002-ish. 2002, we got married, yes. One thing that's kind of cool is that was your second property. You bought up a fixer, fixer upper before fixer uppers was ever on HDTV. Oh, yeah. And uh, you, decided, you decided to go in, add some sweat equity, have this property. So I want to ask you that first three bedroom that you moved in with your friends, do you still own that? And that first house that you fixed up with your wife and you had to get your bathroom ready before your honeymoon and everything, do you still own that? So the first one uh, that I bought, we still own that one. Current value is probably about 240. Uh, we refinanced it um, once, pulled some equity out, bought some other deals, but we still own that one. So I've owned that one a little over 20 years now probably about 240 value wise. So it's, it's tripled in value since I've owned it in the 20 years. The uh, rehab, we did sell that one after about two years of living there, just under two years. So we did pay a little capital gain on it and made about 35,000 off of that one. Awesome. You, you moved in, put in some sweat equity, had a space for you and your wife, and you ended up making $35,000 on that house in less than two years. And you had a cash flowing rental at the time, a three bed cash flowing rental as well. And so you found a lot of success with single family property. So I want to ask you, why would you decide to change from single family to multifamily if you had so much success with single family? Well, we kept doing the single family thing for about eight or nine more houses after that. We, uh, we, we would buy them. Uh, we had some cash. Uh, we'd buy them outright do the rehab, refinance, the, the whole birthing until we kind of learned that uh, we ran out of mortgages. <laughs> we called the last uh, last mortgage company up and, uh, hey, let's refinance this. And they're like, we can't do that. We get you, 
we had to go find special financing to get our to get our equity back. And uh, and, and that's kind of what threw us into this multifamily aspect. Uh, <laughs> I would have kept so you know, I would have kept so was, until forever. <laughs> OK, OK. So let me ask you just what was your first multifamily? Did you decide to go straight to a hundred or 200 unit apartment community? Did you start with a duplex triplex? Uh, what did that look like and why? Well, depending on the principle that we had, we can uh, we could afford probably a six unit and started searching our local MLS and working with the realtor we were working with at the time. We found two six units right next to each other within five feet. So they kind of they kind of needed to be sold together and just thought that was out of our out of our reach. We couldn't afford that. We didn't have 20% down for the for the entire package. The realtor we were working with worked some worked some magic for us and uh we ended up buying one six unit with traditional bank financing, 25% down, and worked with the seller to uh, introduce us and show us their finances. And uh, they uh, allowed us to carry 100% financing on that second one and carry that back for us. That, okay, so these two sixplexes at the same time? Yes. That was your first multifamily deal? Yes, it was. All right, we need to, we need to get into this a little bit more. Um, I want to talk about the numbers of okay. both units, and I want to talk about how exactly you negotiated 100% financing on that second six unit, because there's got to be a listener who's thinking to themselves, that just doesn't happen anymore. There's no way to do that. This show is rigged, or <laughs> you know, I could never do that. So I want you to help that listener understand the ins and outs of how this works so that they can have more, I guess the word would be faith in themselves to go forth and do this. So each unit, each uh, sixplex was listed at 320 at the time. Um, and like I said, we, we put our offer in on, on both with the terms of being owner finance on the, uh, on the second one. And we went and got traditional bank financing uh, 25% down. So we put the 80, 80K down on the first one with the terms of it being they 100% finance the other one. They they did a credit check on us, ran a background, um, did the full due diligence on us. Um, they knew we had single family uh, experience and knew how to manage and felt felt comfortable with us at that point and then took a gamble on us. So at the time you had eight or 10 houses and then all of a sudden you doubled your unit size in one, one transaction, buying these two properties. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. And, and that's, really what, that's really what pushed us into that professional category. Okay. At the time, my wife was a, a government contractor. And at that point, we had 20 units. We're looking mm -hmm. at each other. You know, I go to work every day. She goes to work every day. We come home and we have a, a, a third full-time job. And yeah. that's when uh, she went and got licensed and uh, uh, started managing for other people to build that business. Um, okay, cool. Um, as far as these 212 or this 12 flex and you kind of getting into it, the big question that I think a lot of people have on their mind is this was one transaction. How much were you netting a month now uh, NOI off of these two properties? versus if you if you even could have been allowed to continue to grow those other types of loans were 
I guess the question, and I'm, I'm going out at, at a roundabout way, the question stems around if you're getting maybe 100 per unit or 300 or 500 or 600 per unit per house uh, net cash flow, but then you go to this and maybe, maybe you're only getting 100 or 300 or 500 per whole building. And so maybe that the listeners wondering if it's even worth it to, to go that big. So what were the pros and cons there and how much were you netting on each house? And now how much are you netting on each uh, unit for this, these two sixplexes? Well, we were making about a hundred a door at the time. Um, it wasn't great. We're up to about 200, 250 a door. Now we've renovated, um, raised the rents. We're billing back water that wasn't being done mm -hmm. at first. So you mean specifically to the two sixplex, you were netting yeah. around 600 per property yes. when you first bought them. Okay. And now that's mo that's more than doubled. That's two and a half times that yep. it's gone to 250. Um, so uh, it was 100 a door, now 250 a door for the six for the 12 units. Yes. So that's awesome. A, a good extra $1,200 a month in net positive cash flow from these two units. Plus, of course, you're getting depreciation. Yes. Plus, of course, you're getting appreciation. Plus, of course, you have some other people paying your mortgage down. So you're winning on all of those accounts. Uh, but still, what, uh, what about the houses? Were you netting 100 a door with the houses, 250, 500, uh, breaking even? What did that there, look like? The best ones are about 350, 250, 350 a door. There's, uh, I, I think there's still one of them that we kind of break even on. We, we just overpaid. It was in the, the heyday of the 07. Everything was mm. hopped up on endorphins and we overbought. And now at this point, we have good principal or, or good equity, but mm -hmm. you know, still the cash flow is, is, is minimal, 100, 150. Um, okay. So um, if, if, now that you've done both sides, and I know you just sold a triplex recently, you've got 29 units left. Um, what, what does the next five years look like for you and your business? What types of properties are you going to be targeting, Eric? Um, I market to the small market multifamilies in our area. I, uh, uh, that's what I look to sell, both as a, as a realtor. I try to teach the uh, you know, the house hacking as a, as a realtor also. Um, so I, I market to the small multifamilies and uh, we'd like to pick up a bunch more. Um, we are looking at the larger ones. Um, we've been through the coaching programs. Um, real hesitant to get into the, the partnerships though. Um, I know okay. that's the way the, the, to, to grow, but we're real hesitant and real, real conservative on that aspect. That, that makes sense. Uh, at, um, but I would like to get more of your reasoning behind it. And hopefully there's a, a lesson in there that the listener can take as well. You say you're hesitant to get into partnerships. Is it because you heard bad stories? Is it because you once did a partnership? Is it just because you are just not sure what to expect? What What's kind of going through your mind that's keeping you from it? 
just not knowing what to expect. You always see uh, a partnership is like a marriage. It's easy to get in, hard to get out. I know we, we have great experience, both management and construction wise, have a great signature, but it's just real hesitant right now. Plus we want to be hands-on and our market is so inflated. Got it. Yeah. So would you consider going to another market and letting a partner be hands-on or kind of what, what do you think is going to happen out of this? Do you think you're going to find a partner and if so, where? I'm not sure where that's going to lead. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, so not quite sure about the next step. It sounds like so, um, it, but, most but likely to, you're going to go ahead. To nurturing relationships. The same, the same seller that sold us the two, two, uh, two six units, um, yeah. we paid for them. We paid uh, about nine years, and it was just earlier this year that we refinanced. And I knew they were an older couple, so we reached out to them and said, you know, I appreciate the opportunity. You gave us about 10 years ago on selling these, these buildings. Um, you've really grown our business. And, but the interest rate we have with the seller financing is at like 6%, and we can get close to four at the bank, would you be willing mm -hmm. to renegotiate? And, and they said, no. So I just wanted to reach out and make sure because I didn't know if you were, you were uh, living on the monthly income or did you want to be cashed out? They said, cash us out. So we went refinance with the bank. Uh, I stayed in contact with them the whole time, knowing mm. that they have other properties. Uh, yeah. Make sure that the, uh, the bank took care of them. Uh, the bank took care of them. And after the transaction happened, I called and said, you know, thank you again for the opportunity. It's been great working with you. By the way, we're in acquisition mode. And they said, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. And I, I made sure to include them in the letters. A month later that went out and they called us back and offered to sell another six unit to us. Sweet. Owner financing. And, and this is the best one yet. Went out and met the... Uh, the husband at the property and he told us his price and I kind of, I kind of winced. I said, you know, I'm, I'm a realtor. I do this every day. Your price is top of the market, maybe even a little high. He said, but I'll, I'll give you your price if you give me my terms. So uh, awesome. a six unit in that neighborhood would probably sell in the 360 and he wanted 375. So I offered my terms. I, I shot a low interest rate out there. He said, okay. So, wow. Uh, three of the units were vacant but rehabbed and ready to rent. I said, well, why are they, why are they vacant? Well, with, with COVID, we're just not showing them. I said, okay, I need 45 days before my first payment so I can get, get control of this asset, get it rented so I can make the payments. Okay, no problem. <laughs> and we put a 10-year balloon on it. So we kind of overpaid for it. And the best part was is the 5,000 down, 100% owner financing. That's awesome. So what um, other things can you point out that are different between single family and multifamily um, that can help the listener understand which path they might be taking? Uh, the ability to scale, um, obviously. I mean, I've, I know I've done it on a small scale and looking to go bigger, but you know, I bought a six unit just this year and, and it would have took me six, six houses. Yeah. To, uh, to match that. Awesome. So if you're doing, I guess, single family or multifamily, Eric, you've got some skill or maybe you're just getting lucky. Um, how, how does the listener find more of these seller carry 
owner finance, lease options, uh, 45 day until you make your first payment. How does the listener get to have that type of success? Uh, it's all about relationship. It's uh, go out to these meetups and meet people and, and be mm. personable. And, um, you know, I've never, I've never met these people at their house, but they, they know me. I've been paying them for 10 years, um, so they know and trust me. Um, but anytime you get the opportunity, you know, I, I send out letters and, and tell them what we do as a company and, and they call me back and go out and have lunch with them and meet them, have coffee and tell them what your business plan is and, and how they did it. And, you know, these people will come back to you six months, a year later and say, you know, I had that conversation with you a year ago. I'm ready to sell now. Yeah. Awesome. A lot of good advice. Building relationships, uh, going to meetups, shaking hands, telling people what you do, sending letters, uh, being, having integrity, doing what you say you're going to do with the people you're already working with. And that opens up other doors to work with them and other doors to work with other people. I, I really like that. Let me ask you, or actually, let's just, what we're going to do now is we're going to jump into the final five, but we do have a quick word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Ecospace Real Estate. Ecospace is a Denver, Colorado-based real estate company with a national reach. They provide a unique offering called Flip Your Home, where they utilize their own internal fix and flip crews to flip their clients' homes prior to listings. Their brokerage clients gain, on average, 23000 of instant equity, which is then taken 100% tax-free. If you'd like to learn more about gaining additional tax-free equity in your home prior to listing, then please visit ecospace.com. And we are back with the final five, and we've got Mr. Eric uh, Dowd on the show. And Eric, what is a book you recommend? I hate to sound like everybody else, but that Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, book really opened my eyes to, to a lot more in life. 100%. <laughs> and I think he wrote that in 1997. Uh, when did you read it? I believe it was probably 2002. Um, okay, and, so you had already done a couple deals. Yes, an That's attorney, funny. we were doing an eviction and uh-huh. hired an attorney to do it and he recommended the book to me. Um, the next question that I have is, what is the biggest win of the week? Your biggest win of this week? Uh, we closed uh, the transaction on a triplex. Uh, netted a pretty uh, healthy amount. And uh, that money is sitting in a 1031 exchange account um, with our fingers crossed that something will come across our desk in the next 40 days. <laughs> Great. Awesome. I like that. Thank you for going into that. Uh, the next question that I have for you is for the, there's two different types of listeners that we have often have on these shows. What is the best advice that you have for a listener who's never done a deal ever, 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 and they, you need to help them to get to the first level? And the second part of the question is, what about a listener that we have that, that's listening, they've been doing deals, they might even have 100 doors already, how to get them to go to the next level? What's a piece of advice you have for them? So. Again, it's a two-part question. The first part, what do you, what would you say to a new person? The second part, what would you say to an experienced person to go to the next level? 
Well, I, I always like to teach the, uh, as, as a realtor, teach the, the house hacking, you know, buy your first house, uh, even a duplex, triplex as that, uh, you know, as that first investment, run the numbers that you're not going to live there forever. Does it make sense if you had to move uh, a month from now, does it make sense as a rental? Um, so I like to teach that aspect. Um, and as far as scaling, like I said, it's relationships, get to know people, um, get to know good contractors, uh, good property managers, realtors, brokers, and, and then that integrity. I mean, follow through with what you say. Eric, what is the best way, not the seven ways or the top three ways, but what is the single best way for the listener to find you and get a hold of you? Um, I will give my cell phone number. I heard you uh, say that the other day, laugh at someone the other day, but I'll give my cell phone. I'm And I do answer my phone. I'm a realtor. So my number is 757-573-3018. I, I like that phone number, 7575. Yeah, lots of threes, lots of zeros. M- don't worry. We did catch that. Um, and my the person who's editing the podcast, they're already putting that in the show notes. And so if you didn't, if you didn't write that down, if you didn't catch that, it's fine. It'll be in the show notes. Correct. And, um, you can give Eric a call. You can blow up his phone. If you're looking for property management, he manages a a little over 300 units in, uh, Virginia. And he also owns a bunch in Virginia. So if you're in that part of the town go have him buy you coffee be like eric i heard you were balling you own all these rentals you gotta buy me coffee you gotta spend your five bucks i think we could talk eric to do that talk him into doing that and if you are maybe if you're a partner and you have high integrity and and you think uh, it's a great partnership reach out to eric you've got a cell phone number I'm going to let you go, Eric. I, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for, for going through your story. Thank you for your 20 years of service in the Navy. Thank you for sharing your experience as somebody who has uh, been able to manage so many different properties, get a lot of different single family and multifamily, either under owner finance or and, and or deferring payments, what it takes, how you got out of your limit. You couldn't even refi one of those uh, single family properties. What moved you over the fact that it helps you to be able to scale? You bought a six unit this year, you said. And if you would have wanted to get that many units in one year, you would have had to do six different transactions. It's also really cool that it's all under, you know, one roof. And so if you ever do have to replace roofs, you don't have uh, six different roofs. You don't have you know, six different four walls for everything. You're able to uh, put it all in and package it into one. And that kind of drops your expenses overall. So when you say that you have, you're going to make $200 per unit, you're more likely to sustain that over a long period of time versus having a single family where you think you're making 200 a month and then literally you replace one roof one time, it's $15,000 and you've lost your cash flow for the next seven and a half years or whatever it is, you know. Um, so there, there's a lot more that you seem to be able to count on when you have uh, a multifamily, multi-units, um, that scalability. Loved hearing your story. You got started in 1999 with a house hack. You basically made it up. You may as well 
get on bigger pockets and be like, hey, look, you guys are pretending like this is your thing. I started doing this years before. Uh, I learned a lot and I know that the listener got a lot of value. So thank you for your time. I'm going to let you go, but until next time, think outside the box. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We'd really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go, but until next time, think outside the box.